0: Jesus Christ amen. amen it's a privilege also this morning to come and speak to you this morning and then I would like to thank the pastor also for the opportunity just to come and just close the gap amen and then stand in the gap amen and then without talking uh, a lot I just want us to go straight to our scriptures we have a, a, a bit of scriptures that we need to to read We will start with uh, our scripture, Psalm 103, and I will read from verse 1 to 3, and then also we will read uh, Ephesians 6 from verse 10 to 17, and then also the the last uh, scripture reading, I would like us to read it from the Amplified Version, Amen. because I think it, it carries the meaning much better than the King James Version. But the first two will read them from the King James Version. So it, the, the, the scripture reads this way. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget all his benefits. Who forgiveth all his dying iniquities? Who healed all thy diseases? who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. So for the second scripture reading, if we can just turn over to Ephesians um, chapter 6, and I will read from verse 10. See, we are still paging through our virus. Uh, if we all found it it this way finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to go to withstand in the evil days, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the best of, the, of righteousness, and your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery dust of the wicked." and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. Amen. And then for our last scripture reading, it will be uh, from First uh, Peter uh, chapter 5, and I will read from verse 8 to 10. Um, I will read it from the Amplified Vision. Be sober. That is, be well-balanced and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious, at all times, the enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith. Be firm against his attack, rooted, established, be immovable, knowing that the same experience of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. After you've suffered for a little while, The God of all grace, who imparts his blessing and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Hallelujah. We may just close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning, we'd like to thank you, Father. Uh, Before we came in, Father, we just sing a song. Heal the land, heal your people. Amen. What a relevant song for the message that we're going to have this morning. And, Father, we'd like to thank you, Father, that when you're going to come here and speak to your people, Father, may you just shut out our own mind, our own intellect, Father, that the only thing, Father, that is going to flow from us will be your own, Father, the words coming from from your throne, Father, to our lips, to your people, Father. May you please, Father, come and speak to your people. Prepare their hearts. I know, Father, they are yearning for something, Father. I do not have anything to give them, Father. But you have everything to give them, Father, because, dear Heavenly Father, you know their needs. I can only, Father, just guess what is it that they need, Father. But you, you are the one, Father, who can search into their hearts, descend their hearts, and see what is it that they need. You can even see it, Father, even before they know they need it, Father, and give it to them in advance, Father. This is why, Father, when we are here, Father, we pray, Father, that you come and guide us this morning, Father. You come, speak to your people, Father. You bless them. You come, in, Father, and bless them abundantly, Father. May you please come, Father, and come and be the one, Father, that is going to take control of these saves, Father. I pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Uh, We can have our seats, amen. Uh, Once more, I greet you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Uh, This morning, I would like us to talk about a topic, uh, all of God's blessing, and I will take for the subtitle, Divine Healing. I think if you've looked, we've read from Psalm 103. And then from there, the the, the the David just tells us that we 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 must not forget about God's benefit. So I took my text from there where he says, forget not all of his benefits. And then the next verse, list all those benefits that you should not forget. So he says that he, he's the one that healed all our diseases. He's the one that also forgives all our iniquities. So you will realize that for divine healing to take place, it is not only the disease that should be taken care of, but it is also the sin that should be taken care of. That is why if if you, you've listened to some of the messages that Pastor Madiba have taught, he says that the greatest healing, it is not the healing of the body, uh, but it is the healing of the... Yes, yeah, that is the greatest healing. That is why now when we come to divine healing... We grow from the soul into the spirit, into the body. Because we have to heal all. That is why it says all of his benefits. Yes. Which is what? Healing of the body, healing of the soul, salvation of our sins. Hallelujah. So now you can see that the operative word here, it is what? All. That means it's not some of our sins or some of our disease, but all of our diseases, all of our sins, amen. So, this shows us that when he healed all of our diseases, there is no disease that is left out, there is no thing that is left out. So, all the diseases, whether it is cancer, diabetes, HIV, pneumonia, meningitis, high blood pressure, diabetes. All of them are included. And we've heard testimonies here of people who have diabetes, and it's healed. <laughs> so it is not a hearsay or just a saying. It is actually manifested. It is actually manifested even in our presence, amen. So now when he says all, he means all your diseases. There is no disease that you can say, this one is my disease. This one is the one that I'm going to go with to the grave. If you believe, you have faith. Whatever disease you might have, he is able to take care of it. He is able to heal it. And it is also says all of our iniquities. That means all of our sins. Now there's no disease, there's no thing that is too dark for him. Mm. There is no uh, sin that is too unimaginable for him. (laughs) Amen. Because for him, he has seen it all. He has had it all. So all you have to do, whatever you may have done in your life, is that you need to try him out and see for yourself. But one thing that I can assure you is that even when you try him out, he will heal all your diseases he will take care of all your sins. Brother Brennan says, when he has done that, they go into a a, a fountain of, a sea of forgetfulness. That means when he has forgiven you, it is like you've never done it before.
1: I've,
0: I've said it before, that normally when it comes to sin, it is the people around you who have a problem about what you've done. But when he, him, when he has forgiven you, it is
1: done.
0: I mean, you can trust me on that one. It is done. It is forgive. It is forgotten. You understand? People can come and say, "Yes, he had me." They can remember what you did. But with him, when he says, "It is in my blood," it. The said, "It is get broken in it, it was into his." basic molecules, mm. to the extent that it will, it will go back to the creator of sin, mm. the devil himself. Mm. You become pure, mm. white as snow. That's what the, the Bible says. White. Amen. So, the only thing you need to do is to try him out. Amen. So, when we come to this topic of divine healing, <laughs> it is not an easy topic. Even myself, I, I, I was just struggling because there are so many things that I know about healing, so I didn't want to make it a medical lesson, no. <laughs> so that is why, for a guide, I, 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 I took on, listened to that, some of the sermons that our pastors preached, some of the sermons that our elders, we have elders, in the message that they teach, because you don't see us being grown up and we just fall from a tree, no. there is <laughs> somewhere where we came, where somebody took their time to teach us to be here. So I took some of those things, those lessons that the, the pastors taught, the elders, our elder pastors have taught mm. teachers in, teach in the message. Mm. <laughs> we have teachers in the message who have taught us those things. Mm. But above all, the lessons, the, 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 the spoken word of the, 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 our prophet. Mm. Because the, the God gave him a commandment that he must store up the food. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: This is our food. This is the food that he was asked to store for us. So when we come to divine healing, you remember that even the prophet says, you'll realize that 70% of Jesus Christ's ministry centers around it. Divine healing. Even with the prophet, most of his messages centered around it. You understand? So we will, as we go on, we will go talking about it. You will see how the prophet even... Sometimes he would have to preach because be, he'll be on a healing campaign. He'll be preaching just to raise the faith of the people so that they may be in harmony, in one accord, so that God, the angel of the Lord, can come, take effect, and heal the people. Amen. So, because I can assure you that the reason we don't say it's a medical lesson is because I can tell you that the medical fraternity is still looking for the answers. To the burden of disease and affliction that we are having. Mm. So they don't have the answer. Mm. Yeah. No, sir. That's right. <laughs> they do not have right. the answer. Mm. They, they also are looking for yeah. answers. Mm. Amen. So it's an open secret uh, if you've you've been here in South Africa that even our health system in South Africa is in crisis. Mm. Some of, in some provinces, it's in, even in the, in the brink of collapse. Mm. Amen. Especially here in our <laughs> province. You've, if you've been to some of our hospitals, you'll find that they are ill-equipped. There's shortage of stuff. Shortages of necessary medicine. Yes, but you say it's a hospital. So you can see that the burden is too much. If you get short of something, it shows that the supply was not adequate for the people you are supplying to. That is why there is a shortage, because the burden is what? Too much. It's too great. Yes, the burden is too great. Amen. So we need something above our own doctors, above our own hospital institution, above specialists. Those have limits. The moment there is a shortage, it means there is a limit. The limit that that system can sustain has been exceeded. You understand? That is why there is what a shortage. And and I you I think you've realized now that our health minister is always on the news, having to field questions related to shortages of tasks, like we said. Shortages of medicine. Poor or substandard treatment. Really remember, the health health system is one of the backbones of the country. If the health is not up to standard, lots of things are not going to be up to standard. You can forget about the good education. If the health system is unbalanced, everything becomes unbalanced. Because the health system is what? For you to have a, a, a teacher. The teacher must go to, when he's growing, he must go to a clinic, get the necessary immunization, get the necessary treatment to prevent communicable diseases from coming and then giving her, that person a disease or even crippling the, 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 that, that person. So if the health system is in not up to scratch, We will find that even the workforce that we're going to produce is not going to be up to standard because there will be lots of gaps there in the health-wise on the people that will be having to give us, produce for us, to work for us. Amen. So you will realize that even, yeah, as we say, and then you will also realize that even the best countries, we can say South Africa is a developing country, We have other countries that we say are developed countries that their health system should be up to scratch but you will find that because the burden of disease is so great they are also struggling to keep up that is why you find that there are people moving from africa going to europe some of the countries they prevent them from entering the immigrants because you find that they cannot cope with the influx they cannot cope producing for their own people and producing for the, 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 the people who have come in as immigrants as well. You understand? Because why? The burden is too great. Amen. So now you'll find that there's a, a quotation of the prophet that I would like to, to, to read where he also confirms that. Amen. He says in the spoken word principles of divine healing uh, paragraph 19 he says and look at the day that when we got the best medicine we've ever practice with. we got the best doctors we ever had. He says, do you believe that? Mm-hmm. Yes, Amen. it's the truth. As time goes on, the, the medical knowledge always increases. So that means the doctors that you had 60 years ago, they are not the same doctors that you have now. Mm-hmm. But now, it's not only that their knowledge increases, you, you hear what the prophet says here. we got the best in, institution hospitals, best drugs that we ever practiced with, but we got more sickness than the world ever knew. Now he says, you want my analysis of it? The reason he says there is more sickness than the world has ever known is because, on his analysis, because we got more sin and unbelief than the world has ever known. That is why now the burden of sickness the benefit of disease is what's so great. Because of what? Sin and unbelief. Okay. Understand? Because remember, a sickness is a result of sin. We, we, as we go on with the message, we will prove it to you. We will show you how sickness, because it all started there in the Garden of Eden. Right. When sin came into the, the human race, diseases, everything that, that was associated with sin, Death, suffering, sin came with it. Amen. That is why you will realise that when God created us, He didn't create us to suffer or to die. We were meant to live forever. That's the truth. So we will also show you that as well. Amen. So he says we have more sickness, more burden of disease than we ever had, even though we have the what? The best doctors. We have the best hospitals, the best medicine. We actually have more burdens of disease than we ever had. In fact, as I can tell you now, we have more. We are producing more potent drugs, but we have more. Uh, more what we call superbugs. Superbugs are the kind of bacteria that are resistant to even the strongest antibiotics that you can. Now, that is why I will show you that a disease, a sickness, it is a perfect life. That is why you give it a strong medicine, it adapts. It mutates to have an effect whereby that medicine won't work. Because it's what, it is a spirit. It has a life in it, a, a disease, yes, the bacteria, it has a life, that is why it can adapt. That is why when you are sick, and then uh, we have to give you a medicine. Sometimes uh, along the line, that uh, bacteria will have a, 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 a I wouldn't call it mental capacity, but on its own structure it will adapt to the effect that that same medicine, as time goes on, it is able to live in your body with the same drug that you're taking. Then we call it what? A super bug. We call it a resistant mycobacterium, resistant bacteria, resistant virus that is not what responding to the novel drugs that we have mm-hmm. that is why the battle of disease is what it is too yes, great amen <laughs> but now like i said we have more potent drugs more but now there is more new superbugs to evade those drugs amen but now don't don't be alarmed i'm, I'm not am not here to <laughs> to be pessimistic there is hope There is a light at the end of the tunnel Of all the things that we've we've said There is a solution to it In fact there is always being a provided way For God's people for healing Irrespective of the situation A provided way is always
1: there
0: I think we all know what is the way He says I'm the way, the truth and the life (laughs) So that is the provided way If everything fails Everything else fails You must try him. (laughs) Amen. So now In the Old Testament They used to have the brass serpent Remember when the children of Israel Had been bitten by snakes After they disobeyed the word of God God told Moses to come and put a brass serpent there And then everybody who could look at that brass serpent Became what? Healed Yes, That was one of the provided ways Now if you go to the New Testament There is an area Where it was in the sheep marketplace Where there was a pool The pool of Bethesda an angel of the Lord, an angel of healing, used to come to that pool. Then to come and disturb the waters there, make a whirlpool of something in that water. So that if there was a person who was ill, the first person to come and step in that pool, it did not matter what type of a disease you, you had. That angel left his virtue in that pool to the extent that when you stepped in that pool, you became healed. So that was another provided way. But as the time goes on, even in the Old Testament, we had the prophet, the prophets. We had the prophet Elijah, Elisha, prophet Elijah. We know about the numerous things that they've done. They've been a child that was dead of the Shunamite woman. Elijah sent his servant, I think, has there with a stick to go there, lay on top of the child, and the child got him.
1: They've
0: been the prophet Elijah, I think one of the child of the widow, that the, the, the widow that was providing him, that child died. When that child died, he himself, Elisha, went there, Elijah went there, sat on top of the child, his hand upon his hand, leg upon his leg, mouth upon that's what the Bible says, mouth, his mouth upon his mouth. The yes. child, what? The bread of life came back into the child. Amen. So that was another provided way. Amen. amen. Then even when you go into the New Testament, we have our Lord Jesus Christ. He was also the provided way. We had our own disciples nowadays. What do we have? We have our own pastors. We have our own elders. Because the world the, the, the teaches us that if you have a problem, you need praying. Consult the elders. Yes. That is scripture. Yes. <laughs> you consult the elders, they come and pray for you. Then you what? You receive your healing. Yes. That is God's provided way here. Then even we had our prophet, William Martin Branham. His message, most of it, also centered around divine healing. Because he, the, the, the burden of disease was so great. And being the person that he was, there was a time even when he was having healing campaigns, he would go there and pray for the people. To the extent that they had to even carry him off the stage. Utterly exhausted. Then, uh, because why? He knew that he had a commission. This commission was what? What did the angels tell him? That if you make the people to believe, and if you are sincere and you make the people to believe, nothing can stand before your prayer. Then he said, even cancer. With him, those things he could, when he prayed, when he consulted God. Now, the one thing that I wanted to, to, to show you is that, we will go on today, is that with divine healing, there is, a, a pro, there is something that should happen in you for you to, to receive it. So with, with the, uh, our, our, our prophet William Murray, he, he had a gift of divine healing. He had it, but there's something that I'm going to tell you that he says about divine healing. He says something very strange because he says, divine healing is in you. He says divine healing, the way he says, he says divine healing is not the gift of the preacher. Divine healing is the gift of the person receiving it. <laughs> yes. That is not me. That is the prophet saying. it yes. Now we say Pro- Pro- the prophet Branham had the gift of divine healing, but he says that gift is in the person being prayed to, because for you to, divide, to receive divine healing, you need something. Yes. You understand? That is why we say divine healing. All of its benefit: our sins, our diseases. That means there's something that should happen inside of you in that innermost part of you, the the soul, for you to be able to have divine healing. You should have what? Faith. If you do not have faith, you cannot receive divine healing. So, as we go on, so, divine healing is a healing from God. I think we all agree with that. And it's, as I've said now, operated by what? By faith. Now you need to believe to receive divine healing. Now there is a difference between Divine healing and a miracle. A miracle. Uh, I will give you an example. Uh, Brother Benjamin gave a testimony of that. He, in fact, she wanted Sister Moore to give the the, the testimony because this uh, incident did not involve Brother, Brother Brenham but it involved another person that he knew Sister Moore. But Sister Moore because she was a bit timid, she didn't want to go and say. Brother Benjamin gave the te- the testimony. A woman had a breast cancer. We call it end stage because it it was ulcerated. And then uh, he went to a doctor. The doctor is Dr. Holbrook. Now, when the woman went to Dr. Holbrook, Dr. Holbrook at that time did not believe in divine healing. No. He he didn't believe in something like that. It's because, normally, if you can uh, before, I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to jump from one testimony to another one. With divine healing, Brother Bren says, it is not hocus pocus. It's not a psychological manipulation of the mind. No. He says it is something real. Because I can give you a testimony. I remember one day while I was we were in our village where we used to stay. My aunt, there was a people who came, brought a tent into our village. They started preaching. Now, when they, pre- they were preaching, uh, they came. You know how people come. They were preaching, but they have their own bucket, you know, for offering. <laughs> they came there in that village for preaching. Now, when they came there, they said they were doing a healing campaign. Now, everybody flogged there. I mean, you can imagine, everybody flogged there. So the offering was very good. <laughs> so they started praying for the people. Now, there was a, another man there. This man, from birth, he had what you call cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy is a condition whereby when you are, before you have been born, there is an insult on your brain. So you find that you had what you, most people would call stroke, even as a baby. So that means throughout your... Adult, you, you throughout your infancy, childhood, you will grow up with that defect. So his right hand, right leg, they were paralyzed. So they were even crooked to an extent. Now, because he had there's a healing campaign, <laughs> he also went there to be prayed for. Yes, and then those people really jolly would welcome him. They prayed him. The people who were there confesses, professes that they saw that means arm um, becoming normal, straightening up. His leg, leg becoming normal because of the fact that he, 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 this leg is paralyzed. It will almost always be shorter than the normal one. <laughs> okay, so everybody says we saw it. But when the people were done with the campaign, that same day they were gone. In the morning, when he woke up, his arm was back to where it was. <laughs> His leg now was also short. Now people ask them what now what happened? Now that is what we call hocus pocus. Psychological manipulation of the mind. People saw something that didn't happen. They were under an illusion that this was actually happening, but it was not. You understand? Because now the next morning when those people were gone, they have taken their money, they've taken their tent, the arm was back to where it was. The guy the paralysis had gone back. Now you must listen to me now. If he would go to those people, meet them again, They say, ah, oh, no, the problem is you. You did not believe. Yes, we, we help you, because you didn't believe. That is why now you are back to where you are. You understand? <laughs> so don't be confused. As we go on, we will show you how even divine healing can come to... And with divine healing. If you don't believe, the same thing can happen. You can be prayed for, be healed, but if you don't believe you can go back to the same state that we were. Now, going back to the testimony of Brother Bellamy, so this woman now, she went to Dr. Holbrook because she had cancer. As I said, it was terminal stage cancer. Now, Dr. Holbrook, because he didn't believe in divine healing, those things, and then he saw that the woman, no man, this, this thing was too, had progressed beyond, it was too advanced. He sent the woman to another doctor Other doctors So those doctors when they saw the woman They said no There is absolutely nothing we can do We are sending you back to Dr. Holbrook Dr. Holbrook must see what he is going to do with you There is no treatment that we can give you Now the woman went back to Dr. Holbrook Now Dr. Holbrook Now because he was a surgeon He was forced to operate To him he didn't want to But because the woman was in, in pain They thought that if they can We call it debulking That means the treatment we're giving you is not a definitive treatment. It's just to lessen the pain so that it will debunk, reduce the the cancer that is there. But it is not actually definitive treatment. So that is what he wanted to do. So he came in there with his nurse. So they put the patient in theater, started dressing the same patient. Now, while they were dressing the same patient, because it was in those olden days, the husband of the woman, he was a Pentecostal preacher, so he came in the room and he asked Dr. Holbrook if he could pray while they're busy doing the operation. Now Dr. Holbrook was upset. He says, no, man, this is it. We can't allow you to come and pray while we're busy doing operation. The, the men begged them. No, man, let me just pray. They said, okay, you can pray under one condition. When you are operating here, you must go onto that door, onto that corner. You pray facing the wall that side. You don't look on, on, on what you are operating because normally they, didn't, they, they thought maybe you will see he might collapse, faint, now they are busy doing operation now there's another patient here <laughs> now that is too much work. they said, no man, be on that corner there, just pray now the men started praying, so they were still they, 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 were, they were busy dressing the woman uh, now while they were busy doing that, now the doctor went there and he scrubbed and he was on his that tired to do an operation, he came out. Now, they removed the claws that he put on the woman to expose that breast that had cancer. The man was busy praying there. Now, while he was breathing there, there came a noise, a fluttering like sound into that room. That noise came in, they they just didn't pay attention to you, they just looked. Now, when they opened there, that breast was whole. As if it has never had a scar ever before. It was as if nothing, there was never a cancer there. There was never a scar. Now this, what happened there, even the doctor and the nurses, they also repented. Because they saw it with their own eyes. There was breast cancer there. We, the man went there, he started praying. We opened the woman to do an operation. There is nothing the, 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 the breast is clean as if there's never had a cancer before. Now this was divine healing. There was a divine intervention that took place in that room. Something, when there was that fluttering noise, somebody came in there. An angel of the Lord came into that room, removed that cancer, took it out. That woman was in a state like he never had a cancer before. There was no scar at all. Now, they repented. Now, this is what we call a miracle. You know why we call it a miracle? Because it did not involve the faith of the person that was being operated. It involved the faith of the person there on the corner who was praying. Now, that was a miraculous intervention. You understand? Now, with divine in, in the healing, it is different. You have to believe. <laughs> if you don't believe it, it will not happen. That is why you find that in all the healing campaigns that Barabbas had, one thing that he did, when there were people there in the structures who were sick, he will start with one very important thing, one very important thing that you'd never forget. He will start by preaching the word, preaching the word, preaching the word. He will just preach the word, raising the faith of the people, raising the faith of the people to the extent that those people, when they're afraid, is raised. It is at a level whereby divine intervention can take place. Whereby the people they are in a state whereby they are all in one accord. Everything in that place is in harmony. Then he will even tell the people that they must be sincere. Because the angel of the Lord is in that place. He is the one who is going to do their healing. Now for them to you have their, their, their healing they have to be respectful. Sincere. And I can give you an example. Even here in church, if there is a person being prayed for here, <laughs> I will advise you be sincere. When we tell you, bow down, <laughs> you must bow down Amen. because you know what is going to happen. If the person has epilepsy, here we are paying for that person who has epilepsy. The parable says epilepsy is a stubborn demon. Yes. yes. There was one time I'll give you a story before I go to to to, to, to go to give you an example on in divine intervention. There was a child who came in to see Brother Graham. The child had uh, epilepsy since birth. Yeah. Now, when the child came in, the child when he was approaching Brother Graham, the child started fitting, starting having a spasm, fitting, 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 and he was approaching the prophet. Now, the prophet wanted to wait for the spasm to stop. No, the spasm did not stop. This demon <laughs> did not want to get out. So he decided, no, I need to pray for this child while he's having the convulsion or the seizure or the fits so that it will stop. Now, when the child came in, he asked the people, bow down. We are going to, to pray. Please, close your eyes. Now, some people, because... You know, because of the... They, 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 they call him... Uh, they, they, they were people who did not believe in divine intervention. Who were very... Who were critics. Now they were there in that, in that healing campaign. They were looking when Brother Brennan was busy praying for that child. Now while they were, they were, they were, they were looking, Brother Brennan, when they told and usher, please, can you just tell those people there in the corner to bow their head? Because what's going to happen here, this demon... Is, stubborn, is a in, in, in demon. If he, you, you, you are irreverent, when he comes there, he's going to go and possess them. The men went, went to those people, told them. And they said, no, we have rights. We came here to see. No, why not you want us to close our eyes? What are you guys doing there? Which, magi- which magic are you using? We want to see. But the man says, please, go tell them again. They flatly refused. Now, when they did that, Brother Prem said, okay, let me tell you people, I will not be responsible for what's going to happen. So he prayed for this child. asked God to intervene for this child. Yes. Because he said, God, in his prayer, he said, God, may you please not punish this child because of the disobedience of those people. May you please have mercy on this child. Do not disregard this child because of what those people are doing. Mm-hmm. Now, when he did that, that demon, the people who were around 20, left the child. Yeah. It went there. Possessed those people. Those people were in the ground feeding yeah. continuously. There was, yeah. when the brother Graham says amen, everybody there, there was just a commotion yeah. in that meeting because tests were all over the place. People were, have you ever seen a person with a fit? Yeah. It is something that you don't want to see. Yeah. Right. There is something we call, we have different types of fits. But one thing that I can tell you is that a fit is a demon. We can call it epilepsy, we can call it mal seizures, mm-hmm. give it different name, tonic, we have many things, but the basic thing is a demon. Yeah. That is why Jesus Christ, when there was that child, do you remember there was a child that they called Jesus Christ for? Because this child was having fits. They said this demon was so t- throwing the child into the hot fire, into the, it wanted to kill the child. Yeah. So, when he went to the child, he never said epilepsy. He never said fits. He never said seizures. He says, devil, demon, get out of the child. Because the basic form of it is a demon. Whatever disease you may have, at its basic point, it's a demon. Now, with divine intervention, as I'm still trying to explain to you, there were, one day, Brad Bellamy had a healing campaign. Now, he prayed for these two women. One had a stomach ulcer and then the other one had a lamp on the neck. I think it was a thyroid problem or something. Now, when he prayed for them, the angel of the Lord came there, intervened, and then it revealed what was wrong with the women, and then uh, the, 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 the presence of the Lord was in that place. So he went there, prayed for those two women. Now, after they've been healed, this woman who had stomach ulcer, the very same night, he went there, and believing that he had received the healing, Now she started to eat. While trying to eat, she just started throwing up. In fact, the more she tried to resist, the the more faith she was trying to have, the worse her condition came because she couldn't keep anything down. Nothing she could keep down. Now, because of that, people were scorning her, laughing at her, saying, you see now, we told you these things. That is just magic. That is just Hocus-pocus. There is nothing like divine intervention. Look now. You are still the same. There is nothing that has changed with you. The same others that you are having, you are still having them. The same food that you couldn't eat, you still cannot eat them. Now, a week passed. The woman held firm in her faith. She did not waver. She believed that I, I was sure there was a presence in there that spoke to me and told me that I am healed. She believed it. Now a week passed. A second week passed. Now one day while the children were at school, she tried to eat because now she was, she was, she was hungry. There was some food that the children had left behind. There was bread, a piece of toast, a piece of uh, to- uh, oats that the children had left. These are the food that usually used to make sick. Two weeks after the meeting, she ate. Nothing happened. There was no throwing up. There was no pain. Her appetite was even much worse than it was before. She was like she could eat anything. The toes, the old that the children left, she went there after it, ate it. Now she said, No man, I am healed. She bolted out of her house, rejoicing that I am healed. Now, when she bolted out, she went to her neighbor. <laughs> her neighbor was the woman who had a problem on the neck. At the very same time, she was shouting, when she went out, that neighbor also was shouting because something in her, in, with her also has taken place. The, the, the lamb that she had on the neck also had what? Had disappeared. Now, two weeks after, the angel of the bride, the angel of the Lord made a visitation to make sure of his promise. Took away the lamb. At the same time, now you should realize now, that is divine intervention. Why? Because the women, even though they were prayed for, even though they were not getting better, they never wavered in their faith. They still believed that they are going to be healed. Now you see, you get the difference now. A miracle and divine intervention is not the same thing. Hallelujah. No, so now it's like I told you before: with divine intervention, you must have faith. That means, Brother Bram says that it is the gift of divine healing is in you. Yes. So for you to, for divine intervention to take place, you must believe, you must have faith. That is why Brother Ben will come there, have a what? Tell the people that, that is why, even when you tell the people, you tell the people that you have done, and them, tell them that you have done this and that, so that the people might repent, so that the faith might have a place to settle in their heart. You understand? In their soul, there might be a change to be able to accept that divine intervention that is why even if you came to him then, then you were not in your right spiritual uh, position he will work towards placing you in your right spiritual position before he will do what he will pray for you but even with brethren there were instances where a miracle will happen where God will tell him pray for that person the person will be healed pray for that child the child will be healed Irrespective of what, whether the person believed or not, it also happened. There was a story where a child that was crippled, that she prayed for, told the child that she must come to church. The child did not believe it. The child kept on doing her own thing, going to the dance. After some time, the same crippling condition that had affected the child came back on the child. Because Why? Even though the person had a miracle, she did not believe. Mm -hmm. So you get it now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just want to get something for you as well. Um, Now, it's like we've said to you that it is not the, the preacher who gives you divine intervention. It is actually your faith. That comes and what makes you to have divine intervention. So you will realize that uh, the whole armor of God is that faith. That is what's gonna come and intervene for you. Amen. And then you'll realize that even divine intervention is not a natural act. It is actually a supernatural act. And being a supernatural act, that means it must come from your soul. That means instead of doubt in your soul, remember the tri- the, 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 the 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 three realms of a man body, spirit, and soul. In that soul, if there was doubt, that doubt has to come out completely. Faith must come anchor in, to, in that soul. Then you will be able to have the healing of what? The soul. Healing of the, vo- bo- of the body. That is divine intervention. Amen. Now, when we have divine healing, that means you, you, you should be able to be able to look at the unseen. Because, like we say, the woman had a lamp she could still see it. But because of her faith, looking at something that she was hoping, not even hope, that she had faith that she was going to be healed, her, she received her, 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 her healing. Amen. And then and also, it is, it is uh, call, it's, it's calling those things which are, as though, which, are, which are not seen as though they are. And I remember, the very same person who did that, it was our patriarch, Abraham. Remember, with Abraham, she had God who came. God came to him and told him that you'll have a son. That was a divine intervention. Now, with him, because he held firm to the faith, he did not uh, stagger uh, around the promise. Stagger not at the promise. He he staggered not at the promise of God. Even twenty-five years later, he was still believing the same promise that God had. Divine intervention. When he was seventy-five. When he was hundred, divine intervention took place. Now with Abraham, it is different, because he, Abraham, the way he believed, was that the more days went by, the more of a miracle this <laughs> intervention was going to be, because it will realize that people will realize that now the man was 75. Now the man is 100. It is impossible that it is something natural. It is a natural intervention by a person. This should be what? Divine intervention. Yes. Amen. So for him, as time went by, the more they they, they they got tarried with his promise, the more faith he had, because the more it was going to be of a testimony that, man, 25 years, I waited. I staggered not. So uh, the, the, our patriarch Abraham, when he comes to faith, He is our example that we should should follow. That is why even today, if you are prayed, (laughs) it took 25 years. Even if it takes days, even if it takes hours, it takes months, do not stagger at that promise. Do not waver in your faith. Because if He said He will do it, He will do it. He, you see, God, will honor his word all the time. If he says he's going to do something, believe us, he's going to do it. Amen. Yes, right. Now, you you, you you will realize that when it comes to divine healing, there is no man that can take credit for divine healing. Yes, sir. There is no doctor that can take credit for divine, divine healing. In fact, not even, I, I shouldn't even use the word divine healing. I would just say healing in general.
1: There
0: is no one that should take credit for him. Because we've read the scripture there. He says, he blessed the Lord, oh my soul. Forget not any of his benefits. Because he's the one who healed all our diseases. He doesn't say a doctor healed all your diseases. No. It is what? It is him. Who heals. Yes, the doctor may intervene. For example, if you have a broken bone, you need to go to a doctor so that they will, it will be set properly, so that it will be healed. It will heal. But that is as far as the doctor goes. If that bone is set there, and there is no life in you, it, it will not heal. It needs a life, because in you there is a mechanism that God has put in you. A life that God has put in you that will make sure that that bone is set in place. If you have a rotten tooth, you go to the doctor. He takes the healing, the, the, that tooth out. But the hole in the sock, the doctor is not going to heal it. Your body, the life that is in your body, must go there and do the healing. Your that, that is a life. Now, remember, when we talk about a life, <laughs> we have two powers. is the power of God and power of the devil. Power of Satan. Power of the devil. Those two forces, they are contrary to each other. One is the power of life. The other one is the power of death. Now, if it is your life in you that is giving you healing, who's actually doing the healing? It is God. I can give you an example. When a bone has to be set, there is a process that has to take place. I think Brother what is here. I saw the other time a child had also a broken bone. They went to the doctor. The doctor set the bone in place. After a few weeks, eight weeks, or six weeks, the child didn't have a cast anymore. The child was running around. What happened? It is God who had set that bone in place, who has initiated the process of healing. The doctor just came, put a cast, Nowadays, we don't have a POP. Plus of Paris, we have a Delta cast. This new cast that we put in, she had that one. She put it there. For the bone to set, there was a process that was supposed to take place. Firstly, you have fracture and inflammatory process. The inflammatory process, there are some cells. (laughs) We call them, in, in simple terms, we call them the soldiers. That must come, go there, where the fracture is, where the hematoma is they will go there and start remodeling that bone. Bit by bit, they will start remodeling that bone until there is what we call a callus. A callus is a new bone. Well, those bones, those cells that set the new bone, we call them osteo- osteocysts. They come, put in new bones. You won't see them with the naked eye? You need an electron microscope to see them, but they are there. Those are the soldiers that God has put in your body to come and assist you, to make sure that that bone ultimately heals. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. Now, one day, uh, I think some people, they asked Brother Abraham and they said, uh, what happens if a person believes? Will that person ever get sick or, or not sick? So he gave an answer and he said, if you are a believer, A disease might be it's not something that you have it could be something that you have done or it could be something that has been done in your past generation affecting you but there is one place that the disease should not be will never be able to touch you know what place is it it's the soul because the soul is eternal you understand so the body is still because it is flesh it is still subject to this world this earthly thing so it doesn't mean that if you get a disease you are a non-believer. No. God, you, if you remember what job happened to Job, you will realize that you are not a non-believer. That is why uh, with Job, he says, that, uh, Satan told God and said, you know what? If you say Job is a believer, give me his skin. Let me work on his skin. When he said his skin, that means he meant his body. He said a man will give anything for his body. I've taken his children he did not wave. I've taken his crops, he did not wave. I've taken everything that he had. Just give me his body. You will see. Something's going to happen there. Let me just touch his body. But there was a place that he could not touch. God even told him, yes, you can touch his body, but he says, save Job. Who was Job? Was Job the body that you saw here? (laughs) No. It's because there was somebody inside that was Job the real job. Yes. Satan could not yes. touch that person. Yes. Irrespective of how Satan want to do the yes. job, if you are a believer, your soul is eternal. Yes. Satan cannot touch it. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Now, that is what happens with disease. If you, you are, you are mm. diseased, then uh, you, you have a broken bone. It is something that the children are playing, you will get a disease bone. So now, these cells will come. They will form a granulation tissue, there will be colors formation and there will be uh, ossification and there will be bone remodeling. It's a process. But there are cells that will work on that to make sure that process takes place. But they require a life in you. Brother Bram gave an example and said you see, if medicine can heal a person, then it should be able to heal uh, 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 if somebody stabs me in my jacket. That means it should be able to heal that jacket as well. Because it's able to heal my body. Somebody said, no, brother, you're too radical. That can happen. He says, no, it is because if it's medicine, I should be able to put medicine on that jacket so that it will heal here. But if it doesn't, that means there is another thing. Then he gave an example that if you embalm a person, the person dies, they cut the arm. You can put any medication on that person. You can trace that wound daily. <laughs> it will never come together. It will never heal, because that person, there is no life in that person. So you, you get it. That is a very simple thing. because there is one, there is no life in that person. So Ibel ask a question: When a bone is remodeled? Who actually produces the calcium? Who actually produces this stuff that heals you? So you get it now. It is God himself. Because he's the one who put the life in you. So that the bone will be able to go back to its natural position. Even with diseases, it's the same thing. When you have flu, what's going to happen is that when your body will try to fight the flu, if your, your body can't fight that illness, we might try to give you medicine to, to kill that, that infection, that bacteria. But something must take place. Even though we've given you medicine to heal the illness that you're having there, if your body, there is no life in that body, you, will never, you will never be able to get rid of that infection. Because that infection will be dead, but in your body. Now you need these soldiers to go there fight that infection. Go get rid of it. Even if they, they, they couldn't do it because maybe the infection was too great for them. When something has killed that infection, the body must come, those children must come, we call it mopping. They must come and mop it out.
1: Yeah.
0: That is why when you have flu, what happens the first thing? You have fever. The fever is because you are Im- your body has mounted an immune, an immune response towards the infection that is affecting you. There are some cells that are released there Some of them, they are so minute, we call them cytokines. They go there, fight that infection. Then as they they are released, they produce a temperature. Then when they produce the temperature, then you start having a fever. But it is your body working, fighting for you. You will think you are sick. Yes, you are sick because the body is fighting. It is the one that produces the temperature, that produces the fever. But actually, it is trying to get rid, help you. That is why we have something that we call... Uh, Immunization. With immunization, what we try to do is that we are trying to make your body mount an immune response to an infection that is not really lethal. That means we kill this infection. We inject the child with it because now the immune system knows the 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 outside of that infection. It mounts an immune response. Then we have what we call antibodies. Antibodies, what they do is that they have a memory. You have a memory T cell, there are so many cells of those cells. Those cells, if you get the real infection, the, those cells are soldiers waiting. The moment that infection tries to come in, they go, they destroy it. That is why normally an infection that will kill you will be the Im- infection that has, your body has never mounted an immune response against. Because if it has mounted an immune response against, the antibodies will be mounted there to go and destroy those infections. That is why there are many infections that we used to have before, we don't have them. But now, because this thing, it it has a life, it has a demonic life in it. It produces new ones that will evade the very same system that you are. Now you can realize that the devil, (laughs) if you worship the devil, you are really, the person I like to say, is a loveless God. Because the only thing he wants to do is to destroy you. He wants to kill you. My friend, do not ever be deceived. There is nothing that the devil wants that is good for you. His purpose, very, very, very purpose, is to destroy you, is to kill you. God, his purpose is to give life unto you and to give it abundantly unto you. Now, if you are a person worshiping Satan, you are really confused because you are actually worshiping the person that actually is going to come and kill you. So, you get it now. Now, so because there is a life, even uh, that is why when you do divine healing, there must be somebody who's doing the healing. That is why even Jesus himself said, I do nothing unless the Father shows me. You understand? Because the Father, God, is the one who must come and do the healing. He is the one who must do the healing himself. That is why when we're talking about the pool of Bethesda, Brother Brennan, when he speaks about this, he says, when Jesus Christ was going past there, there were many people who were made. They say in that pool, there were multitudes of people, thousands of people, waiting for that pool. But he only went for one person. Now, why not all the others? But because he was Jesus, I can tell you, If he wanted, he could just say the word. All those people would be healed. But why didn't he do that? Because it was the father leading him. It was the father telling him what to do. That is why even with Brother Brenham, sometimes he will wait. Because God must come and tell him how this disease is going to be healed. If this disease is going to be healed, it is not him. It was God working through him who was even telling him, it was the Father showing him what to do. Even today, if you are sick, I can pray for you, but it is not me. It is the will of the Father (laughs) to heal you. But now he says, I am the Lord that healed you. That is his promise. Now, if we pray for you, and it is his will, you're supposed to get what? Healed. All you have to do is what? You need to have faith. Inside of you, Amen. hallelujah. So you get it now.
1: Amen.
0: So now we want to. I want to ask, uh, go to a, a, a question. I think we've already covered some of the things of what do you do when you are sick. I mean, when you are do you are sick? I think some of you, they will go try panado if the child has a fever. Uh, then the next step. They will, they will try some medicine, uh, maybe even take the child to a doctor. Yes, But says we, we, we are very happy to have doctors because they are there to help the people with the parents that they have. So he says there are some people who believe in interven- divine intervention, they don't believe in, in doctors. He says that's actually wrong and I will show you why it is wrong. If you say you don't believe in a doctor, if you have a, you are pregnant and you have to deliver, where are you going to go? You see, you need somebody who's trained. That person becomes a midwife, become a doctor, to come and intervene for you. But because it's a natural process. It's not a disease, but you need what to give birth. Birth is not something that you can do on your own. Somebody must help you. Somebody next to you. Not you yourself, please. (laughs) Not you yourself. Somebody must do it. Now, that is somebody intervening. Now, you cannot say you don't believe in doctors because a doctor there must intervene for you. You understand? If you have a broken bone, if you leave that bone like that, it will heal in a crooked way. You need somebody trained to go and set that bone in order, so that you will be healed. So you see, you see now, you need doctors. But now there's a thing now. Doctors have a limitation. When they have a limitation, Brother Brandon says it is not wrong now to go and call to for call, call call for God, to come and intervene. But my advice you for you is that for calling for if you want something to intervention, the sooner you call God. Don't delay, don't wait until the, 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 the condition is so bad to call for him. You, are, you have the right, as a child of God, to call for God any time. Yes, that is your God-given right. That when you are in trouble, he says, call unto my name. He will respond. Hallelujah. So do you get it now? Amen. Now, the right mental attitude towards any divine promises of God will bring it to pass. Yes. Now, you, for you to have, a, uh, to have the healing, you have, must have the right mental attitude. Yes. Now, you see now when we say mental attitude, that means we're starting to speak about the mind. Because the mind is the window to the soul, the window to the spirit. That is the mind. Now, that is why we, we, we're going to go a bit, because uh, there's something that Brother Brandon uh, says, which is profound. In the spoken word, the greatest battle ever found, fought. When, when we speak about that, you will be able to see how disease came into place. What was? How did it come into place? Amen. Now we, 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 we must realize that the reason we are healed is because there is a promise that God said. His word. He says, by his stripes we are healed. Now it is a promise. Now you realize that there in the cross, when Christ was hanging there on the cross, everything that you ever needed was done there at the cross now you as an individual all you need to do is to be able to claim those redemptive uh, benefits that God gave to you. They are there. He doesn't say that you are saved today. He says you are saved before the foundation of the world. He did not say you are healed today. He says you are healed before the foundation of the, of the world. That means he says the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. So whatever thing you might need All you have to do is what? Claim it. Just go claim it. You understand? Because he is the one that heals us. Those healing salvation are our redemptive blessings. Amen. (laughs) Now, if you can realize it, is that when Jesus was hanging there on the cross, they gave him vinegar mixed with gold. You know what they wanted to do there? The vinegar mixed with gold was a narcotic. They wanted him not to feel the pain. But He refused it. The reason he refused it was that he chose to suffer the pain and the reality of the cross for your sake so that it is not a half done job. He must do the whole complete job. That is why even when they were giving something to drag him, he said no, I'm not going to take it because I'm on duty. Christ is on duty for you. All you have to do is to go there, claim your benefit. He's on duty all the time for you. I've told you before. He does not sleep. He's not a God of sleep. He who sleeps. He's not a God that you're going to come and say, and then uh, something happens to you, and he comes with you, and he's surprised. Hey, brother, Mario, what happened to you? Hey, man, you mean while I was just turning, this happened to you? <laughs> that is not God. He's not a God of who sleeps on you. He is there 24-7. Amen. Every minute for you. For your to give you your redemptive blessings. Hallelujah. Now, the next question we need to know to know is that the next thing you need to know is that every debt was paid there on the cross. Do you owe anything? Do you owe anything? It was paid there. The debt of sin paid there on the cross. You understand? So you need to, you as sons and daughters, you need to be able to draw onto those benefits. You know, he says. There are two types of people. We have the fundamentals. And then we have the people who say that they are believers. Now he says the the fundamentals, they they know, uh, they they, they have, they they, they know exactly how, what their rights are. But you find that the believers have the power, but they do not know how to possess it. Now the fundamentals, because they know what is their jewel, they know how to get it. But now he says if you can go at those two people The believers and the fundamentals together You will be able to claim your Resentive life without any problem Because you will know your rights And you will know the way to claim it yeah, you, right. understand? you see like you're having a check If you have a check And you don't have money That check doesn't help you But if you don't have money in the bank You can't draw money It, does, it doesn't help you because you have the money, but you can't draw it, you can't use it. So those are the two types of people. So you need to get those two people, those two characteristics together. Money in the bank, draw up. That is why he says he paid for your debts. You have to draw the benefit. The benefit of what? Your salvation. The benefit of your healing. You get it. Now, uh, my time is running. So now, before, another question is to that we need to answer is what is sickness. Now we need to tell you, we'll try to break it down for you to understand what sickness no. is. What sickness it. Now he says, uh, Brother Brahma says, when God created man, it's like I told you, he did not create it. He didn't create you to die, but he created you to live forever. But sin brought death. With death it brought all these other problems that we're having. It brought sickness. It brought suffering. It brought diseases. It brought uh, hunger. You know, everything that is bad, it is because of sin. Because why? There was a battle that took place. That is why we say you must have the right mental attitude. But now, what we do, I want, one thing that I want you to understand is that the, the, the word of God is able to defeat the devil. Because somebody even likes it. Any place. Anywhere. Anytime. Amen. Under any condition. It does not matter what you've done, what you've been through, where are you, where are you, what time are you, he is able to provide for you. He is able to intervene for you. Now, because we've explained to you that there are two powers. is the power of death, that is Satan, and the power of life. Now, when, the in the beginning, remember, there was a mutiny in heaven. I think you all know the story. Michael defeated the devil. He sent him to earth. When he sent him to earth, he came around and he looked. The reason he was looking is because you will realize that a demon cannot work unless there's something to work through or somebody to work with. In That means it must, have, it must have an agent. Now, this is why when the devil came on earth here, he looked around. There, was, there were people that God had put in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, they were dead. Now he looked for something that he was going to be able to possess, that he was going to be able to deceive those people, so that he would be able to inject himself into the human race. That is why I can give you an example of, of, of that. You see, when uh, Jesus was in Cataranus, was in some, some people, they, they talk about the, 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 the maniac of Kadara. That man had a legion of demons in him when Jesus uh, uh, went towards the man to help him, those legions those demons started talking yeah. the first thing they asked was say was to, to ask him why, why are you coming to torment us now these are demons remember a demon is a tormentor but yeah. no when Jesus Christ came there they recognized who it was yeah. that this one is more powerful than us yeah. he is actually coming to torment us yeah. We're having a nice time with this man. He's busy. We're making him sleep in the tombs. He's busy breaking the... We're we're enjoying ourselves. Now, he's coming to disturb our peace. A demon causes havoc, but it wanted peace on that day. He says, why do you come to torment us? Then he says, no, I come to help this man. Get out of him. Then they say, no, please, we beg you. Do not just take us out. Out of the country, away into the country. There Are pigs there? You see, that's why just put us. We beg you, yeah. put us into those pigs so because it needs an agent. The devil, yeah, right. the, 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 the demon, the devil needs an agent to work with. If there's no agent, it doesn't work. That is why when we pray and uh, you are sincere, you bow your head, everybody's in some one accord. The day that, 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 that demon goes out into the far away country because. It has nobody to possess. But now it says, <laughs> Brother Ben says something now. If it come, it will keep on checking. It is not gone forever. Please, don't be, don't be fooled. It has gone into the far country, but every time it will look from afar. Is there something in there? Is there somebody in there? If the person who keeps that house doesn't come and put somebody in that house, that demon will come back, possess that house. And you know what the Bible says? He says the state of that person is seven times worse than before. You understand? Now, if we cast a demon out of you, that is why Brother Abraham Brother uses did things sequentially in order. We have to give you something to possess you. Drive away the demon. So that when that demon is out there looking, There is somebody in there. There is a person guarding that place. Hallelujah. There is what? The Holy Spirit in there, guarding that place. So it will look for a while, check. Is there somebody in there? Yes, there's somebody. It will come the next day, check. There's somebody. So it can't do anything because it needs an agent until it gives up. But if it comes there, there's nobody. Oh my God, he says, friends. You know, the last time I was there, oh, you don't know what they did for me. I was having a good time. This man just came there, cast me out. You know what you're going to do? There are seven rooms in that room. You are going to occupy all of them. Get into that room, into that room, that room. So when he comes and cast us out, he will battle with us now. You don't be, you know, it will be what? Manpower now. (laughs) It will be many of us. He will not just easily cast us out. That is why they say the state of that person is seven times worse. And it is not a brethren, we are not playing here. People, when we talk this, they think we are playing. We are not. I've known people. You know, we are here because we know people. A person was a believer. Backslid. sleep. Stop believing. Now, you look at the person and see what they are doing. Even before the person got saved, what he's doing after once, even before he's never done something like that. It's like this demon now is becoming a brave? Should I say brave? Or it's becoming daring? Yeah. That means even you who didn't know that this brother is back sleep. if the brother was not drinking before, you will just see him falling around the street. They'll say, oh, brother, is you. Is it you? Because now he never drank before. But now because he's is seven times worse. He's even drinking. He was not smoking. He's even smoky. That means that, that devil, that demon, they want to get hold of you. They want to get possess you to the extent that when they have you, you for when we need to go there, brother, and draw you out. Yeah, now it's a work. We have to do seven times or more work to draw you out. You went in once, but... And then when we drew out, it was once. Now we have to draw you seven times because the, you are really stuck. Now, that is why now, if you are a child of God, you see, we say God is truthful to his word. You are a child of God. You can backslide, but you are only a child. We are not encouraging you to backslide, please. No. You will remain one. That is why there was a, there, there was a person... In, uh, in the book of Corinthians, this person actually was doing something unheard of, uh, which was a disease. Um, I don't know how to explain it because you are mixed audiences. But this man, what he was doing for Paul, didn't agree with. Now he said, we must take him out to the world so that for the lashing, for the weeping of his flesh, so that his soul might be saved. You understand? So now, you might find out a broader backslide and if that man is bringing reproach into the world, God might actually take your life. I'm telling you. Amen. So this man was supposed to be whipped. His flesh was supposed to be whipped so that his soul might be saved. Because of what he has done, it was unheard of. Not because that sin was so great. And they excommunicate. That's why we excommunicate. We don't excommunicate you because we hate you. No, we excommunicate you so that. To, Yes, to help you. For you to realize that what you have done. Amen. Because remember, if you are sinning and you are here, but the church is praying and then the Holy Spirit comes, he blesses you as well. It, uh, you, are, you are a sinner, you are prospering. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm everything I'm doing is right. Brother, it is not right. That is why we excommunicate you so that you will realize, I need that church. I need the God in that church. Because now, the moment we excommunicate you, your state becomes worse. You realize that, eh, I had protection there. That is why we did it. I had protection there. That is why even though I was not living right, everything of mine was prospering. Because the pastor was praying for you, Sister Lorraine was praying for you. Brother church was praying for you. You were protected in sin. Now we take you out so that you will realize that whatever you are doing is not right. The reason why we are doing that is that we we are protecting the integrity of the message. We don't want to bring reproach into this pure message that people have died for, people have sacrificed their life for. So we send you out because we love you, so that your soul might be safe. So you get it now. (laughs) That is why we send people out there. Now, I was still trying to show you how sickness came about. The reason sickness came about is because a person, one person, uh, Eve, in the Garden of Eden, when uh, the devil, uh, the serpent came in, remember we told you that the devil had to possess a body. It went there. It possessed the serpent. Now, the serpent is what most people will call the missing link between human and uh, a human and chimpanzee. Because, okay, let me let's clear this one up before we go further. There is no evolution. There is nothing like this. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. You see, the word of God says you were fearfully and wonderfully made. It is the word of God. The reason He says that is because. Even when it comes to the human body, if it, you've you've uh, you had a privilege to be a nurse or a doctor, if you don't believe, it's because you are not a child of God. But if you are a child of God, what you will experience with the human body, it is some. You will realize that there is a God out there, mm-hmm. because even as we speak now, there are so many things happening in the human body that we cannot explain. That is why we have doctors. We have specialists. You, then you have what you call it super specialist. That means you have a specialist who is a specialist to learn about the eye. That's the eye. You have a specialist who works only on the eye. We call them ophthalmologists. They don't work on any other place in the body. He's a doctor. Because on the eye there is so many things taking place there. That a person evolution cannot create. For you to see, evolution can never make you to see. For you to be able, I mean, we have a super specialists, we call them cardiologists. They work only on their heart. <laughs> because the process of their heart beating, the infection that can processes that heart, it takes even one doctor to spend the rest of his life learning about the processes of that heart. How did, how can evolution create something so marvelous? Something so wonderful. That is why you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, I tell you now. When God created man. Uh, sorry. Uh, he. The word of God says male and female. He created that. But that man was a spirit man. Brother Brennan goes down and he tells you that that man was a Theophan.
1: That
0: means that man had all power, authority to do, he was a god. That is why he could move the direction of the water, he could do anything. But now, God says there was no man to till the ground. So he made a body for this man. Took that man, put him in that body. Now, this body of yours, you'll find that it is an animal body. You understand? but there is something that will separate you from an animal you know what that is it's the soul the man has a soul no animal would ever have a soul except what a man because the soul is where God comes and stays It's where that wet body comes stays in, in that soul you understand now when a woman went there now, remember, the, the, the man was the original creation of God. The woman was the byproduct. Now, that's why we say Satan is clever. He will never go for the strongest of the people. He will go for the weakest one. Now, the only protection you have about, about Satan is what? The word. Uh, I'll give you an example. When, when Satan approached Jesus Christ, after Jesus Christ was baptized, The word of God tells us that Jesus Christ, what He did with Satan, He represented even the weakest of Christians, the weakest of all of us. Say, the brother says, God, God, Jesus Christ had power. That means His power was almost trillions of was almost equivalent to trillions of liters or zillions of liters that you find in an ocean. That is the kind of power that he had. But he says, you, as a child of God, you only need a teaspoonful of that power.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now he represented just a person who had a, just a teaspoonful of that power. And then when the devil approached him, his only defense was, it is written. It was the way. All the time when Satan approached him, it is written. I will give you kingdoms. Why don't you make dig this, this, this stone, make bread, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, man will be able to live. Now, when Satan approached Eve, he knew that he can never change that word. Now, the word of God says he changed a, a small aorta of it. He says the woman, Nari, did, they, did they say you must eat of all the trees? here?" Yeah. years. Which one? I I don't remember. Tell me. The woman says, no, we we are supposed to eat any fruit of the tree that is there, except the tree that is in the middle of the garden. That one we are not supposed to touch. least we die. No, he says, no. Yeah, no, God is right. You know, I I don't agree, disagree with God. But you know what? You are not surely going to die. You see, he had changed the whole thing Slightly, you are not surely going to die. Is because when we you do that, you are gonna be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. Now you see what he does. He just changes a small thing. Now that is why now you need to God take God on his basis of his word, not just a small part of it, but the whole part of that word, all of that word. Because if you do that you will find that everything with you will go smooth. You understand? Now, because of that, the, the, Satan came, he worked on the mind of the woman. Remember, the mind is the battlefield. It's the battlefield. It's the battleground. That is why you will accept and reject things. He came there and said, No, man, look. You shall not surely die. Now, the woman looking at the, at the, at the, at the serpent... The, the, word, the, the, the word of God says he was more subtle than any any creature More handsome than any creation. But Abraham even goes further. He says he was even more handsome than the his husband. So he said Ooh, this thing is good for food. It is something that is desired to make one wise. I cannot go into further. You know what happened. But the reason is because now she opened the channel of her mind. Opened the channels into one the devil was saying, she rejected a small part of the word. She gave the devil a small, small, small thing. You know what? That is why what she did was that, when she did that, she said the fruit was pleasant to the eye. What did she do now? She looked at, the, at this creature that was standing in front of you. Now, what did you do now? She looked at the senses. She The senses started playing into into running in half of this earth. She's the sense of what? Sight. The sense of hearing. The sense of touch. Those are the things that put the woman in trouble. Now, you need to have the word so that the word will clear your spirit. Clear your, 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 your senses so that in, you know what, the, the I like what uh, the, how Brother put it when he says the super sense, faith, the only reason you are given that faith is that super sense. It was for it to deny anything contrary to the word. That means if somebody says you shall not surely die, it is contrary to the word of God. The super sense, faith, must go there, patch that thing out, clean it put a fire on that thing, so that your senses die to that word. You will become what? A living creature. You become a child of God. Looking, only looking at what God wants. So you win the battle from what? The mind. You close off what the devil is trying to do. That is why, brethren, if you are a brother or a sister, sometimes it's not wrong, well, it's not wrong to run. Joseph ran. When Potiphar's wife approached her, With the senses of sight. Sense of hearing. You understand? She, he ran. Even you brothers, sisters. If a person comes, a woman goes there, entices you. You must run. You understand? Because you are not, by running, you are not a coward. You are actually winning the battle of the mind. You don't have to reason. Because the problem is what? To reason things over. Don't reason. Because when you reason, that is where the devil wants you. You see, with the woman, she says, The fruit is pleasant to the wife. It is something that is desire. You see, it's reasoning taking place. It is affection taking place. It is imagination taking place. It is conscious taking place. It is affection taking place. You see, it is those things that are in the mind taking place. Now you do not give a chance the devil a chance. You run. That is why we say onward, Christian soldiers, onward, forward. You go. Don't look back. Don't stop for nothing. Yes, yeah, don't stop for anything. Go marching forward. Avoid the devil. Yeah,
1: <coughs>
0: prevention. Now we're talking medicine now. Prevention. <laughs> prevention is better than cure. Don't want. Do you know the don't. Brethren, you do not want to be cured while you can prevent a disaster happening in your life. What you don't know doesn't hurt you. That is the truth. Now the woman opened a channel to the mind. The serpent came. When the serpent came, entices her. She gave in to her. Now he says, when that act happened, sin came in. That was the beginning of all the wars the troubles, the sickness. That is where sickness originated. Mm. Oh, amen. Amen. I think my time is almost uh, up. I still have a lot of notes to go through. Um, Amen. I think we've we've tried to cover almost everything. Now, one thing that I want us to, there's a quotation so we'll, we'll. Some of the things we wanted to, the infection, cancer, discuss what it is, but it's already twelve o'clock. So I'll just want to read you another quotation. Then I think from there we'll close. Amen. So we've talked about the census. So I'm just going to go on, and we'll talk about the census even more. Now, the reason I want to talk about this is I want us to go back to our topic because we showed you how sickness originated. Now, there is something that we call a... Brother Bremen call it the worst enemy of divine healing. Do you know what is the worst enemy of divine healing? The worst enemy of divine healing. He says the worst enemy of divine healing is time and sight. I think it should be obvious because now If time I will let me read your quotation Then you, It's a long quotation But I do not want to break it down mm-hmm. I want you to hear it from the prophet's mouth mm-hmm. Amen So he says now that, that is where Sight and time is God's worst enemy In divine healing mm-hmm. I don't know whether brother Baxter or even gets to these things in the meeting I sit down Explain it to him and brother Bosworth, Over and over but here's what happened. I don't know whether many of people get it because after a while, you begin to find the people coming back saying, I had my healing for two or three days, but bless God, it left me. I find it and I think it's because they don't set the meeting right. The people don't understand. I've met men to come, I had men come to the platform, be totally blind, cancers, cataract over their eyes, and read their Bible after being prayed for. Walk down in three or four days. Be just as blind as they was in the first place. What happened? Anyone knows that when life has gone out of the flesh, it rains for a while. You know, you must be glad that you have a prophet. Because this thing, it is medicine one. Uh, we can call it medicine 101, but it is a man who didn't even have a fifth grade education. But they're saying eat the process as it happens. The process of healing as it happens exactly. Anybody ever kill a deer for a cow, anything like that? You weigh it tonight. You hand us out there, friends of mine. You kill the deer. You throw him on the scale. Tell the boys how much he weighs. Watch. In the morning, he's going to be seven pounds lighter. Why? The life has gone out of him. When a human being dies, and the person takes out four teeth, everything, and then uh, takes it out because it shrinks, it will push out because the human body shrinks. It is true. The human body shrinks. It's because when a person dies, remember, for you to keep uh, the, the weight that you have, you need to eat. You need to rehydrate constantly. If you die, you don't rehydrate. You actually become dehydrated. That is why in the first three days, the body shrinks because those cells behind become what? Dehydrated. But after 72 hours, he's speaking about that. He says something takes place. Let's read. The brother Brahman says it. When a human being dies, yes, we've been there, every other flesh shrinks. When the life is gone out of the cell, it begins to move down, shrink. It will do that for about 72 hours. Then it will start swelling. Mm-hmm. The reason it is swelling is because after 72 hours, the cells, there's a process called apoptosis. Those cells, because they have inside some, we call them some, some enzymes, we call them mitochondria, they, they start releasing some toxic enzyme to start destroying that cell. Because they don't get any nutrients to sustain them. Now they call, they call it autolysis. They start eating them. That means the body starts eating itself from inside. That is why when we, put, we bury a person, there is no worm that comes when you are buried. It is actually the inside of you, that process that makes you to disintegrate. That is why after a few hours, you will find this bones. The flesh is gone. It's because that the, the body started eating itself out. up Because it, doesn't, it is not finding any nutrients anywhere. So that process takes place. Then the body ultimately disintegrates. Now, the worms come in this way. You need, the, 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 you need a life to produce a life. If you are dead, there can't be any worm coming to you unless there is an outlet, a, a flea. Worms that those muggles, they come from a flea because they need a life to, to be produced by something alive because it is a life. It cannot come from you because you are not alive. That is why the a, 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 a flea will lay the worm the worms and those worms will start digesting you from the outside. Yeah. Then the whole body will start digesting you from the inside if you are what exposed. But if you are not exposed, it is just the internal process. That disintegrates you and dissolves you. Now he says, let a little dog get run over out there on the road. Let him lay there in the sun for about three days. And watch what happened. He says, he's a bigger dog than he, was, he ever was. It swells. And the congregation say amen. I thought you would say amen. <laughs> because it's the truth. It is a bigger dog than you left him there. Because why? That process is starting to take place. Yes. Hallelujah. Now, he says, well, that is the same thing that takes place when a demon is cast out of the sick person. Now, one day, Pastor Ngolima said something. I was baffled. He said, a sister came to her. And then this sister said, um, she, she was sick. I think she had a cancer or something. So they prayed over this sister. Now, she said, "Man, the sister said uh, she went to the doctor. When she went to the doctor, the doctor looked; the cancer was still there. Now he said it was a scar. Now I will, I will explain you. The, I, I, I was very young, but I kept that thing in my mind. Now, but the prophet explains it. Why he said that thing is a scar it's because that cancer is still there, but." Remember, cancer is a what? It's a demon. Mm -hmm. But that demon has been cast out. Mm -hmm. That part that that cancer cancer possessed is still Mm there. That means that the the, the, the cells that were multiplying unevenly, that were destroying the body, they're still there. But the life of that cancer is out. Mm -hmm. That is why he says you find that the brother had cataracts. He was blind. They prayed for him. The cataract becomes better. Now the cataract dies because the life that is in the cataract has gone out. What is left is just a scar. That is why now you find that the, the the vision deteriorates because that scar is clearing out. That is why you might find that a person is being prayed for. After three days, the person becomes more sick. The reason they get more sick is because that thing is sitting there in the body. Remember, I told you about the little soldiers that are there in the body. What they do is to get rid of anything that's not supposed to be there. Now, when that lump is there, they will try to get rid of that cancer. You will get more sick than you were before because actually your body is getting rid of these dead cells. The life of that demon is out. The body is trying to what? To repair you. That is why we say you need a life for you to get healed. It's repairing you. Now, when you get sick, you think, Hey, my, 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 my healing has left you. Me. It has actually not left you. It's because now the, the, the life has gone out. Remember, we were talking about divine healing. A miracle, the lamp was gone. No way. But with divine healing, the, the process, body process must go there to the life that God has given you to heal you. So it becomes a process. It takes the lid of that body, cells small by small, if it's a small thing, a small thing like this that is dead in the body it will make you sick. That's a thing a bit, that's small as this. For the body to go there, those inflammatory response will be, will be initiated. You have fever. You will vomit. You will have nausea. You have not lost your healing. The healing process is actually taking place. So now you get it. So that is why they say the doctor will see a scar. You will go there, the doctor will say the lamp is still there. My brother, my friend, you've been prayed for. The demon that was in that lamp is out. The body will start repairing itself, getting rid of that thing. That is divine healing. Hallelujah. Now you get it. He said, but now you watch. And a patient that is being healed, ordinary. Unless. It is an outstanding miracle, like we explained. Mm. When divine healing and miracle is two things, we have explained that. But ordinary run of divine healing, when the unclean spirit discusses a cancer cell, when it leaves the person, now, oh, now, uh, oh, say we'll take something so you can see more visual. I'll say the cataract. I've explained you on that one. Amen. Yeah. So he says now. The problem is that when this happens, people will start coming and then uh, challenging your belief, scorning you. Now, when that is why we say time is a, what is a, an enemy of divine healing because divine healing is taking place, but it takes time for the effect to be seen. Now, he says also sight. Now, this one I'll explain to you. Which side will use the picture of, the, of Jarius Dot. You remember Jarius Dot? Christ, after he has dealt with that um, maniac of Katara, the next morning, in the next day, he came on the same, same island and then he was walking about. While walking about, the, the word started spreading about what Christ has done there. People were like, oh, no, man, this man must go. Our animals are going to be finished. <laughs> 2,000 pigs are gone. What's going to happen when you see another maniac now? Our cows and chickens? No, 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 we don't want him. They rejected yes, God. Sir. Yes, sir. They rejected, and he went to the other island. the wet spread. Now there was a man called Jairus. Jairus was a ruler of the synagogue. That means he was a pastor there, or a priest. Now, when Jairus heard about this, his daughter was sick. The daughter being sick, he went to Christ. He knelt on on, 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 in front of him. Kneeling in front of him, he begged Christ to come and then pray for his daughter who was sick. Sighed. That is what he was talking about. Now, while there, Jesus was going with Jairus to Jairus' house. While he was going there, a woman also who had an issue of blood had what happened, he says, hey, now I'm going to take my chance. This is my chance. If I can just touch the rim of this garment, I will be whole. I like the way Pastor Madiba put it there in mouth. He says, the woman did something that was beyond scripture. There was no scriptural write, write, writing written about what the woman did there. It was something that a woman, through faith, did herself. She touched the rim of a garment, virtue left Jesus. Now, remember, when he's doing this, the process is delayed. They need to get to the house there to heal the daughter. Now, this woman now Has stopped the entourage, has stopped everything. Now Jesus says, "How? Somebody touch me." You know Peter. As Peter, he says, oh Lord?" Multitude of people are following you. How can you say somebody touch you? People are. He says, "No, because I perceive that virtue has left me." Then the woman realizing what, because when that happened, a miracle took place. Immediately, that woman, that woman, the issue of blood. Stopped immediately. When he stopped, Jesus the the woman said, No, Lord, it's me. Because this woman has been to doctors, she was not getting healed, has been to everywhere, not getting but now immediately when she touched her rim of eggs, his garment, with faith, with reckless faith, not considering the consequences, the woman got healed. Now when he got healed, the process was delayed. After the, the Jesus Christ was done with the woman, one of the people that stayed in Jairus' house came and he says, Ah, you know, Master, uh, stop bothering the, 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 the Lord Jesus Christ anymore because the damsel is dead. Now, he said, Everybody was like, Ooh, There was a halal There was a tumult. That means there was chaos in the house of Jairus, there was weeping. Wailing, now that is sight. That is what you see. Now Jesus came and said to Jarius, "Jarius, be not afraid. Yes, Lord. Believe in me. Yes. Believe in the power that God has given me. Yes. Do not look at what you are seeing. People are crying. The damsel is dead. You do not. You see, brother, do not listen to your senses." Take God well. The sense of sight, which is an enemy to divine healing. Disregard this sense. Disregard the people who are sick, who are wailing, who are making a commotion. Disregard those people. Concentrate on what I'm going to do for you. Now, Jesus Christ, hey, people were making noises like, no ways. I'm going to take only three disciples. He says Peter, John, and James. The very same people when he went to the Mount of Transfiguration. He took those three. Because now this was at another level now. It was not longer a person who was sick. There was, the person has actually died now. Now when that person died, he said, you, all of them, stay behind. Peter, John, James, let's go. Uh, Jarius, come with us. And he said, even you, you people who are coming with this news, stay behind. Let's go. <laughs> then they went there <laughs> followed Jesus. When he read the house, there were so many tumult. people were crying. Then he said to them, why is so much ado? Why is so much noise? Why are you people so make, making so much commotion? And he said, the damsel slipped. My goodness. People are crying. People are wailing. The dead. People, you know even Brother Bram says, that man who had actually came to bring me, had actually had ash on his head. To show you that there is a death in that place, but when he comes, he says, "Disregard this sense of sight, my friend. If you have a problem, you have a disease. Disregard all your senses, because if he promised you, he will heal you. He will do it. Now, when he went there, he says, people were were like, you know, they were crying. You know, when the family closest family members will cry, and there will be these other neighbors who will just come to see." What's happening? Joe, is he really dead? They are not concerned, they are just God spectators. The spectators started saying, Oh Luffy, this man, that child we saw, that child is dead. They started laughing. He says, You know what? Chase everybody out. You know, brother, when you are having a problem, you have to patch yourself. Chase everything out. Just be with you and Christ. Be with Christ and you will see. That something going to. All the distractors, people who are trying to discourage you, block them out. That's what Jesus came and did. He says, I will take only the father, I will take only the mother. We will go in there. When he went there, the child was lying there, dead. Sense of sight, there is the child dead. Divine healing has to take place now. But in this case, Jesus Christ is going to perform a miracle. But now, the enemy of divine healing, which is your senses, had to go out. Everybody who has had doubt, out. Only the people who will believe. And Jesus when he cares, he says, the damsel talitakumi. That was an Aramic word for the damsel arise. The damsel arose. Now to prove a point that this was not a ghost, he says, give this themselves food to yeah. eat to show that this is a living person. And because the child was 12 years old, he says, go out, walk around there. Some people were, I think some people were just running around all over each other. They're spectators, The problem, running away, a ghost. He says, no, this is not a ghost. Give this girl food. Now, you see, you have to clear, Brother brother says, you have to clear your fuses. You have to clear these channels so that God will be able to work through. These senses, these illness, imagination, conscious, affection, reasoning, you have to disregard them. The sense of taste, sense of touch, smell, hearing, sight, you have to disregard those things so that the soul, the faith that is in the soul Will take place. I think that's all I have to say. Amen. <laughs> uh, we'll just raise, raise up, uh, and then we'll just sing a song as the the people. Keeps his promises all the time. Hallelujah. May we just sing a song as the pastor come forward. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Oh, God.
2: for the belling. Preach divine healing within Pentecostal ranks. And there is a way to preach divine healing within a bridal zone. And I think today we have heard how divine healing should be preached and be accepted within the bride. Are we together? It's not just some gimmicks, it's not some tactics, some illusion something of substance that we have had. Brother George Martin a few years back he once preached a message Dr. Jesus and he was trying to show a few things of how Brother Brenham was medically advanced even though he was without education. Now you have had a doctor telling you about divine healing there's something that the medical science said I'm not going to keep you long, don't worry they said during pregnancy if the mother suffers organ damage the baby in the womb sends stem cells to repair the damaged organ going to read it again. During pregnancy if the mother suffers organ damage the baby in the womb sends stem cells to repair the damaged organ. Now your prophet comes. He says your theophany can heal your natural body. (laughs) Do you get where this is going folks? The things that were said here are profound. Amen. And if you take them and you take God at his word, there will be things that will begin to move in your life. Hallelujah. Don't trust the, uh, there's a There's a doctor in Canada. He had gone into a theater to perform an operation for, on a person that had just had a, a cardiac arrest and the person actually died. They certified, they even recorded the time of death. It was confirmed that the person is dead. This cardiologist says when he left the theaters, he was moving out, and the nurses were preparing to move the body into the musha. He said something said in him, go back and pray for the person. And he says, I kept on ignoring it, but it, I kept being nudged. Until he turned and went back into theater. He says when he got into the theater, he found the nurses there. He found the guys that I don't know the medical term, where they shock you. When they got to the, this doctor said, can we shock him one more time? And they looked at him and said, but doc, you have just confirmed the time of death. He says, no, wait a minute. Let's pray. A cardiologist, pray it in the theater. And after he prayed, he said, shock him one more time. When they shocked him, the person came back to life. You uh, can help God, don't be jealous about our God. He does paradoxical things. He does things that are beyond human imagination. If you are sick this morning, disregard the sight this regard how how long it has been. Mm. And we have heard sometimes you need to chuck certain people out. Especially when they ridicule your confession.
1: Mm.
2: Mm. Ah God bless you, Brahman. It was a piece of a master. A round of applause for the world. It certainly feels good to come to church sometime not to preach but to, to listen. It does you some good. Amen. Let's sing a song. Heal your people. Heal the land. And thereafter, we are going to pray. Amen. If there is any person that is sick, Brother Branum says, you don't even need to come into the prayer line right where you are. You can say, I accept it. And by faith something will begin to happen Right where you are Amen How many believe God's divine power Is in the building To heal any person that is here Not only to heal the body To heal the spirit if there's depression To heal the soul It's a God takes a holistic view When he does things Amen Heal your people Heal the land there. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's still power in Jerusalem.
2: There is still found.
1: My soul is gone
2: Prophet says you are the New Jerusalem. Over the building, every voice. Heal yes. your people, heal your people, heal your people. Feel your people. Maybe with the piano only now, all over the building. One more time with our heads about, with our eyes closed, all over the building.
1: time.
2: The Holy Ghost is here to heal your body. Heal your people, Lord. Heal the land. This morning, there is no disease that cannot be healed. All diseases can be healed. All conditions can be addressed. All situations can be attended to. all problems can be resolved. You just believe. The healer himself is in the building. While well, we bow our heads, close our eyes. If you have any need, can raise your hand and say, it's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Some of you have got sick relatives that are not here. I challenge you to believe on their behalf. Some of them, the only hope that they have is you because you were in church. Some of you, there are certain conditions that we get used to. I have high blood pressure. I have sugar diabetes. Stop defining yourself by your condition. Blind Bartimius was known as blind Bartimius, but one day he heard about a man called Jesus. From that time, he was never referred to by his condition. God's power is real. And we are going to pray for you. Same sound that went into the theater that Brother Branham gave the testimony about is the same sound that can sweep over the audience now. And we are getting into a stage where we don't even care whether you believe or not, we'll believe on your behalf. We will intervene on your behalf. As we pray, gracious Heavenly Father, we have sung a song, heal your people our brother just read a quotation from the prophet that there is more sin in this age than any other age. There is more sickness in this age than it has ever been experienced before. But I want to put something right there. There is more power of God in this age than it was ever been. And I believe that when Satan cometh like a flood, you will raise the standard. And we are raising the standard by the word of God. There are certain conditions that are in the building, and we've been accustomed to accept them as our realities. But today, we refuse that reality. We refuse the evidence of sight. We refuse the evidence of time and we are looking at the weight of God and taking God at His weight. Right now, dear God, I believe there is power of deliverance in the building. I believe every demon in the building right now in the presence of God can be defeated. Because you keep your weight and you said, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee of all thy diseases. And every disease in the building was included in that all. Some are here visitors, dear God. They may not have grasped much, but they know that they need you. They know of situations where they need you to intervene. Some relatives have been sick for far too long. Right now there is enough voltage of power within the bride to intervene on behalf of the people and bring Satan under subjection. We have no respect for any demon. We are not afraid of any demon. And right now dear God, they may have been suffering in certain areas. But there is going to be a scar there Because the life of a demon That was tormenting there It is going to leave that body Why? Because we have been given a name Which is above all names Upon the face of the earth This name was given by God himself The name of Jesus Christ When believers call that name Something is bound to happen There is no demon that can dance When that name is being called And that name is the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm calling the name of Jesus Christ upon every situation, upon every condition, upon every believer, upon every problem. Any situation, I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that it is resolved because we've got power in that name. Oh God, our prophet has told us that you can heal cancer only creator can heal cancer. Because for the healing of cancer, a new set of cells is required. And we have seen you doing it many times again. And you said, if you can get the people to believe you, nothing will stand before you, even cancer. And now, there is another demon that is ravaging the global community. Medical science is disoriented they have come to a conclusion that there is no disease for such. And it is HIV AIDS. But I believe that the commission of the prophet was our commission. I believe the promise of our prophet was our promise. And today, if this bride can get the people to believe this message, nothing will stand before this bride, including HIV AIDS. And right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we declare that situation to be resolved. God, you are not a liar. Yes. At no point in time have you ever spoken something and you said, "Oops, I made a mistake." Amen. Every word that you ever uttered, you kept. Yes. And this morning, it is no different. Yes. The weight that has been preached here, it is going to be kept, dear God. Yes. You took our brother medical doctor to come and tell them that within medical science, they as well need God. And here we are in the presence of the God that we need. And we can ask the same God to intervene, dear God. May your people be healed. May their issues be resolved. Wherever the devil may have put bottlenecks, in the name of Jesus Christ, we clear the bottlenecks. Our children are in our midst. If they are tormented by demons, I'm calling the name of Jesus Christ. I'm protesting this morning. Against any demonic activity. Yes. And I say it is unacceptable. And we've got a remedy for that. Yes. Satan has got to bow down before this bride. The maniac had to bow down to Malachi for When preachers were running around. And today every demon has got to respect this bride. Anyone that needs anything dear God. You knew about it before they needed it. And I know you made a provision for it. And right now, bless them with every redemptive blessings. We pray for our brother that you have used virtue left him. Restore the virtue. Keep him more and more balanced in the scriptures. That there must be consistency in the dovetailing of quotations and, and scriptures as he has done this morning. Bless him abundantly bless your people dear God we'll be leaving this place we need the traveling mercy be the one that will drive every vehicle that will leave this premises until the believers arrive home safely because we know Satan is angry about what we have heard but we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ Amen Do you believe these things, folks? Yes. Does it help? Yes. I hope it does. Just give us a song. Normally, it is our custom to leave church happy. Amen. When you leave church happy, the neighbors can see whether you have been happy to church or not. Amen. Some people, when they come to church, at home from their church, you look at them, even if they were to invite you, say, hey, no, 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 no. You look so much trouble last time when we came back from church, but some, they come rejoicing. Amen. Just uh, two songs, then we are dismissed. I'm going to Ha <laughs> somebody talking about a product called Stameta. And he said, this one Mahonadzote. Meaning this one heals all the diseases. The only Mahonadzote is God. Amen. Not Stameta Mzalwani. That thing is toxic, it will kill you. Amen. Okay. Let's do this. Yeah. Did you hear that God has put soldiers in your body that when there is a trouble in your body the soldiers they rush there and they deal with the situation if God can give us antibodies surely can give us spiritual antibodies hallelujah spiritual soldiers there is an army rising when the disease strikes the body there is an army that rises hallelujah spiritually speaking if there is a situation there is another army rising to break every chain Uh, folks to maybe turn around and say to your name to break every chain chains are about to be broken neighbor chains are about to be broken neighbor hallelujah the chain of death is broken the chain of stachiness is broken. Amen. the chain of sickness is broken. The chain of unbelief is broken. Amen. The chain of sin is unbro- is broken. Every chain is broken this morning if you believe that. Amen. Some chains come through family spirit, broken. Amen. 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 I was telling Ra I say, God. Prepare my Theophany to sing like brothers. Boo when I get there. Hope he does. I don't think Theophany will sing out of tune, brother. Amen. You guys sing beautiful. People don't believe that we sing as a church. I get a lot of emails. People say, "Is it the choir?" I say, "No, it's the whole church." And some say, "Even you, you are there." I say. The cough there on the recording is me. I'm there. (laughs) Hallelujah. God God will always give you what you don't have. He blessed me with a good singing church because I'm not a good singer. Amen. All over the building. In
1: the name of Jesus There is power It's mine.
2: each other? Yes. I want to see you young people. Amen. God bless you richly. Have a blessed week and the devil is a liar. You're going to have an awesome week.